fuck's sake, not another podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Fuck's Sake, none other podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the case that's gripped the internet. It's got everyone talking, it's obviously the Stephen Avery case, Brendan Dassey, the possible wrongful um, conviction, and the um, whole backstory of what happened when Netflix released a documentary, it was December the 18th, it came out, and basically we're all here going to talk about it. I think what's best to start off with is talking about what happened originally to um, Stephen with his wrongful conviction of a rape that happened around 1983. So basically, Avery was convicted of raping a young lady on a beach or a waterfront in his local area, from what I can remember. And he served, I think it was 18 years in prison for this rape when DNA testing found out that he wasn't the person who committed the rape, that it was hair's fibres, I believe, one hair fibre. Literally, he got out of jail on a hair, linked another man. I don't know if anyone can remember who it was. Who was the person... Gregory Allen. Greg Latter, Gregory Allen. He, um, he admitted that he committed the rape beforehand earlier as well, didn't he, to the police when he was caught for um, another sexual assault in the area? Yeah, and he was uh, he was known for doing that kind of crime, wasn't he, as well? Yeah, it I think was, he was um, soon after as well. Very soon flashing, after. wasn't he? Right, so basically, we're going to... Um, it was around the time when Stephen was taking the local police to court for some um, money because of his wrongful conviction. It was on October the 31st. That um, I believe Teresa was scheduled to go to his house to um, take some photos for a car he wanted to sell. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. How much was the um? How much was the um? How much was he meant to get back? Thirty-six million dollars. Well, Thirty-six so million. That was the sale for four hundred thousand, wasn't he? Yeah, he, had, he wanted thirty-four million. That's 34 what lawyers instruct. Yeah, that's what his lawyers instruct. But they always aim high. I don't think he would have actually got thirty-four million, but he was entitled to a substantial payout. Then obviously the murder happened. Mm. He was incarcerated, so he had to settle for four hundred thousand to pay for his lawyers because obviously the police. <laughs> had him in jail for a murder, which obviously happened on October 31st. Um, 
So it's important to know that that lawsuit, it would have bankrupted the police station if they, if yes. they actually... It wouldn't have bankrupted the police station. Cause I was 34 million? Wouldn't, no, because an insurance company would have paid out for that. While any major organisation, firm or anything have got insurance to pay out for these sort of things. So for me, the, like the, one of the first things people say is, oh, the lawsuit, that was the reason for the done it. Well, yeah. I can give you some examples in um, America... The 10 leading cities were paying out in lawsuits totaled in the last five years to something like $1.2 billion. They paid out in money to police harassment, wrongful convictions, any misconduct by the police. They've already paid out a total of one point five. But what, what are they? What, what counties or cities are these? Are these major cities or are these ten leading like, major cities in America? Well, yes, this one in a major city is it? This is this is a backwater county. I had a good nowhere, isn't it? It's it's not even Wisconsin's a big state. Obviously, well, it's it was a the county, county, isn't it? Yeah, but it would have it would have went up to state. It would have went higher than the county. And obviously, for me, it, they wouldn't have needed to worry. It wasn't as if like their police officer would have had to pay that money. That police, it would have been an insurance company that would have paid out because they'll have insurance for these things. I work in insurance. They ain't paying that. <laughs> yeah, can I, let, let's let's just go with a theory that some are going with that um, this is all a set up to stop them paying Stephen Avery thirty six million. So what are they doing? Is... Sitting, yeah, but are they sitting there praying in a church saying, "Please, please let a woman go to Stephen Avery's house and be, and be kidnapped and no, murdered"? No, please, no, God, please, it, 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 pull so it into it's, our it's hands. Just, so it's just coincidental that he's arrested for this crime a week it's before just... the district attorney is going to be deposed. For, Thank you. Or, yeah, or it's a coincidental that a woman goes missing and he's found burnt on his property. Well, to be fair... He's the last person to... It just seems too far-fetched. Well, James Link, and that was deposed before, wasn't they? That was, that was deposed a couple of weeks before the actual, yeah, but, the actual murder. Yeah. yeah, but the district attorney... The district attorney was to be deposed the week, the week after he was... The arrest took place and this, this supposed murder took place. It does look bad. It looks really bad because obviously a week or two before, but obviously they would have known this lawsuit coming from the day he walked out of prison because it's the first... No, anyone with half a brain can know, well, we're going to get a lawsuit on my hands here. There's currently one ongoing, isn't there, I think? And the guy's going to get like 40,000 40, a year for the 30 years he spent in, in uh, inside. There's currently one ongoing. I, I, I don't know the details, but yeah. you're right. It, it wasn't exactly... It was, wasn't exactly... Yeah sort of came out of nowhere two years later it was the process would have been ongoing for the two years between his release for his wrongful conviction and you know the, the this this uh this murder taking place or supposed murder taking place and let's go let's get it right as well it doesn't matter if Stephen Avery killed Theresa Holbach or not he was still wrongly convicted of the first crime that's a fact he still so, money. the Stephen Avery um thing was there was some kind of thing they passed as well just when he was arrested yeah Stephen Avery bill or something isn't it so I mean he's still whatever happened he he still was innocent of that crime and you know that can't be forgotten so but I I think the the, the whole narrative around the first crime is 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 quite similar it's quite the narrative is quite similar in terms of the the Holbach case you know with the with the first one with the with I think it was what's it was it Burstein that the lady that was that, that he supposedly yeah. um, sexually assaulted, and then and Alan was was you know that they they decided quite early on in in the piece that they were going to pin it on um, 
on Avery so much so that you know the the the, the caricature the, the you know it wasn't an efit back then but the caricature was Stephen Avery and they put that in front of 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 the lady and and the the same sort of process is followed in the Holback case where this body is found uh, this car is found and automatically they decide to bring in you know ha- have have we arrested Avery when there's you know be- just because he's on on his land doesn't necessarily mean that he's connected to the I crime think, in any way I but think it, that's quite know, it's assumed point. it's assumed by the by the police that you know that, it, that it's him and it's and you know the, the two the timeline of both are, are very very similar what i find quite interesting about the second case is that whenever you've got these um whenever you've got these cases where it's a state against someone else the media they very quickly come out and tell you what's happened they tell you straight away this is what happened and then they go and find the evidence to fit the narrative and this is what exactly what happened with the second case. I mean, straight off the bat, it was it's Avery. Let's find the evidence yeah. to fit him up. Um, there, there was there was there was no proper investigation ever done. It was just him straight away, and that was a common theme throughout the case. Just find us a reason. So find us a reason to go to Iraq. Find us a reason to pin it on Stephen Avery. It's, it's yeah. straight away is guilty before they've even got any evidence. Yeah. And, and that, that's the whole narrative of the, the 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 trial as well you know it's innocence before proven guilty in the whole you know he goes straight into this he goes straight into the trial you know further on as you know it's it's guilty you know he's he's, he's, he's got to prove his innocence rather than prove his guilt throughout the exactly. whole the, the, the whole narrative of, of the trial and the is, is is that it's very important to remember as well that you are innocent until proven guilty exactly Stephen Avery goes exactly. to court as an innocent man and it's to the pro- it's down to the prosecution to prove that he's guilty beyond all reasonable doubt I don't think there's any way anyone can say that he is guilty 100% beyond all reasonable doubt well, you can never see all reasonable doubt unless he admits to it or the catch him red-handed there's always going to be doubt if people put doubt in mind but there is a lot a lot of evidence suggesting that it was him who killed her What's the evidence then? But, but, okay, but, let's go but through all the what, evidence. Going, there's, there's no DNA. There is DNA. There's, 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 there's DNA that her body was present at the at the at the um, her car was there. His DNA was in the car. There is mm. evidence that she she was there. Her body's there, and and it burned in the pub. But there's no concrete evidence that a murder has taken place. The only evidence is that that she was there, and it's and you know, well, God is... forbid, God forbid anybody has should find themselves in a situation where a body is in their property that shouldn't be and they are not connected and and any of us would be put in that position because you know there's no evidence that that a, a murder took place where's the evidence that a murder mm. took place well she's dead chopped up in a burn pit yeah but that, anyone that, could that, have done that that, that doesn't that doesn't prove that neither avery she nor Dassey killed it but you're saying there's no proof that a murder took place. There obviously is proof a murder took place because there's, there's, a body's there's chopped proof up. There's a dead body. Uh, and it was chopped up. It was cut into pieces. There's no blood. Where's the blood? Yeah, but the defence wasn't arguing there was no murder, was there? The defence are just saying that someone else did it. They're, even they, Avery's own team, wasn't trying to say there was no murder. They just said it wasn't Stephen. There was a murder that took place. She was I, I, murdered. She was cut up. She was set on fire. There's no doubt in that. Yeah, but I think what TJ's trying to get is that we're not disputing that she's dead. What we're disputing is there's no actual proof to say that she was murdered anywhere on that premises. Is Forget where the body was. 
Uh, you know, Rocco murders people all the time. When you dump a body somewhere, that's the proof <laughs> that murder actually happened wherever they found that body. Well, but I- the issue is, is that there's no actual proof apart from the fact that was the last place she was seen. There's, there's other things linking him to it, though, as well. There's obviously the phone calls that he made on that day to her, which is star 67, so he could withhold his call on two occasions, 2.34 and 2.35. Then at, I think it was, just after 4 o'clock, he rang again, which would have been after she was dead, but he forgot to star withhold his number. So why would he be calling that withhold his number two previous times then not we've told it after four o'clock. He gave himself an alibi. Exactly. But he was set, she was, he, she he was to see, by a car. Uh, but, uh, but what he tried to say originally in his original defence was he phoned her again just after four o'clock to see that she hadn't, to, to find out where she was because she never turned up. That was his original defence. So when the police checked his phone, they were like, well, why did you withhold your number the two previous times but you didn't the third time? Mm. But but I think I think that and it, and it's really it's really interesting that you raise that um, because ultimately that's a piece of evidence or yeah that's a piece of prosecution evidence that's left out of the that's left out of the documentary itself. Yeah, there's a lot. But there's loads of evidence that's been left out of the documentary. Mm. Obviously, they couldn't cover everything. There was, uh, there no, some... They could have covered these things if they wanted to be impartial. They didn't want to be impartial. But, but, the more interesting story is of an innocent man going to jail. But I think that counteracts the whole. But I think I think the reason the documentary does that is because it wants to to, to sort of tip the balance of of the whole trial. You know, it, the whole trial is so you know guilty and less proven innocent that the, the documentary. I think it has a has a almost has a a duty to do that to to sort of flip the balance to say you know this guy's actually actually innocent innocent rather than you know innocent until proven guilty. Well, no, I think a better way would have been to put all the evidence out there and let we make our own minds up. If they put everything out there, it's not just the phone calls. There's obviously our mobile phone and camera were caught, were found 20 feet from his property in a burn barrel. Her tooth was also found in one the of the barrels. Really barrels part of our I don't think that really matters because there's there's evidence of a second burn pit, isn't there? So I'm not I'm not really sure what they found there is is really important. It's well, more, they found that phone. Is there any proof? What about the gun? You know, what the, 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 the burn pit is so the, the burn pit's so sketchy because you know the two major pieces of evidence are, are really sketchy. The car, her her, her CRV four by four, and her and the the burn pit, her body being in the burn pit for, for two reasons. There's there is a incinerator on the site, and there's a car. There's a there's a there's a car that you know she, he could have cubed the car. He's got a car crusher on the site. He runs an auto salvage business. You know, I don't want to sound too creepy here, but, you know, if you're going to hide evidence, you're going to do a bloody better job than putting a load of trees over it that, in the way that the, the car was found. And you're going to do a better job than burning a body in an open fire. If you can if you can incinerate the body and get rid of the evidence better, that's what you're going to do. Who? The people who think Stephen didn't do it. Who, who, what do you think happened to Teresa? Who do you think did it? Right. Can I just jump straight in there very, sorry, very quickly? On, of all these conspiracy stuff, I always say the same thing. It's not what did happen. Yeah. It's what didn't happen. I think, I think that's the key thing. Whenever you hear me talking about conspiracy, someone will go, well, tell me what did happen. I can't tell you what did happen. But all I can tell you is what didn't happen. And the, um, the case that the prosecution are putting across, I don't think we can tell that that happened. Because they don't even know it happened. Yeah. One minute he killed him in the bedroom, mm-hmm. and then right at the end, they're saying he killed him in the garage. It's not I'm, about what did happen, it's what bit, didn't happen. 
we, th- th- there isn't, uh, it isn't a case I where... Think, if I we, think if, the if, nephew if, definitely didn't have anything to do with it. How, you see, like, I think he clearly didn't make, there is enough evidence to be there that he, the phone calls, the ballistics, or the gun, right? <laughs> That's a joke, you can't, you can't but, have but, that. But, but, the, the, but the evidence is spoiled. The evidence, shouldn't, the evidence was, wasn't, wasn't they found that bullet four months later. Uh, but, but also they removed the gun four months prior from the property. And the ballistic expert says that that bullet was shot previously. So what they would have had to done when they found that bullet, say they did set it up, they would have had to take the bullet, the gun, from his property. They would have had to shot the gun, keep the pellet, then plant them at a later date. That to but, me but, just sounds like too much. But, but, but the evidence, the fact of the matter is, the evidence was not admissible. They, in order to, in order to find the DNA on the bullet, Avery's DNA on the bullet, they had to break protocol in order to do so because the DNA expert in the trial admitted that, you know, that that, that for for want of a better term, the evidence was spoiled, you know, and that should have been raised to to to, to the prosecution and it should have been raised to, to the judge. And it wasn't. Ultimately, in order to in order to get that evidence to trial, they had to break serious protocol for the and, and the lady admitted it. They broke port- protocol for the first time ever in and order fast, to get it. To, yeah, it's true. And Fastbender said as well. Fastbender said as well. Put Avery in the garage. So that's again about we've got a narrative and we're going to find some evidence to fit that narrative. That that's I, I don't think anyone can take that that DNA on that bullet as a as evidence at all. It's completely tainted. And, and if we, if, we, off. if we row back again, one of the one of the first major one of the first major um, finding of evidence is the key. And what was it? Fourth, fifth time when they searched yeah. the property with without a warrant. It might be must be said without a warrant. It it was then that the that the key was found. And, and, and let's not forget, Link wasn't supposed to even be there. They weren't even supposed another, to be there. They exactly. were not allowed to be there. When 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 they, when they launch the investigation, they do a press conference. And they say. That in order to make this completely transparent, we are not going to have, I can't pronounce it, Manitowoc, Manitowoc County Police Department involved in the investigation. It is claimed, Krantz, the prosecutor, says that the only support they're going to offer is material. They will offer material support. What do we find? That Manitowoc County Police officers are carrying out searches, which goes completely against the protocol and that's that when they found the key in the prosecution at the start and exactly what Aisha says that's when they that's when they find the key when they they it, try ultimately they try and cover their own back they try and cover their asses because they've got the you know they've they've got the the doubt because of Avery's mistrial first time round and they can't even get that right the police can't even get that right they can't even keep to their own you know keep to what they what they say they're going to do in this investigation and this investigation, they were involved from, they're involved from the beginning. They, they wouldn't, everything, in everything. And that's why I think um, Stephen Avery should have a retrial because they messed up the whole trial because of how much they've been involved. So, so, so let's talk about the key because the key is really interesting. Yeah, for me, the key, right, obviously, it, the they shouldn't have been involved. They were aware from the very beginning that there was going to be scrutiny, there was going to be accusations, or he's, he's set him up once, he's going to set him up again. So they've done the right thing at the start by saying, look, we're going to hand this over to the next state and let them investigate. They never. They never. I know, let's finish. I'm, that is right. They should, they've done that. That was the right thing to do. 
but they didn't stick to it. They still stuck around and they were helping. They were being assistive when they were only supposed to offer technical or some sort of support if they needed equipment and stuff like that. They were supposed logistical to have no involvement. Sorry, what was that? Logistical support. Yeah, logistical. They I'm themselves up by getting involved and finding this key, right? But to me, that, it also in itself raises a question, like, why would they, knowing that suspicion is going to be on them, why would they find the key? Why would one of the cops who's going to be the most under scrutiny, the most accusation, the most finger pointed out, why would he be the one who finds it? Why not plan it and leave it for someone else to find? That would make more sense. I think it it goes back to what what Macho has been saying about, you know, you find... I I true I truly believe that the this uh, to say that they pl- they they wanted to fix Avery up, I think it's a bit unfair on on in a way on on the police. I, I truly believe that the police thought that they that that Stephen Avery did it, and I, I think they I believed sure. it was going to be much easier to to prove it as such. And I think it got to a stage where they were thinking, oh fucking hell, we've we 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 our backs are against the wall here. We've got to make this stick, and it came. You know, the fourth, the fifth search, they weren't uncovering enough evidence, and it got to got to the point where, listen, we've got we've got a key for a car. Let let's 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 plant it, and let's plant let's plant Avery's DNA on it. And nobody else's DNA either. And nobody else's DNA. You know, she owned this car for she owned this car for a very long period of time. I think you know, I think it was four, five. I think it was eight years old, and she owned it for four of those years, or or something along those lines. And you know, I think one of the DNA, um, I think the the, the defense prosecute, the, the, sorry, the defense investigator looked at that and said there would be DNA left on it, just just through through general wear and tear. You could you could clean it, but due to wear and tear on the key and on the plastic, DNA would be left. Why, why, why is only Stephen Avery's DNA found on, on, on the key? Where, where's, where's Teresa's, where's Teresa's DNA? It's her car, after all. She, she's, she's just dro- driven it, you know, a matter of hours to, to get to, to get to this, this so-called crime scene. I just, I mean, for, for me, I just think Avery fans have, have, they, it's not good enough for them. I mean, they, they cry about there's not enough evidence to convict Stephen Avery. But then they're happy to say the police planted every bit of evidence that he's against Stephen Avery with no proof. The fact is, them jury had two options, in my opinion. Convict Stephen Avery of murder or say he's innocent and then basically say the police framed him because that's all it can be. So was Stephen Avery killed or the police framed him? Yes, because the police never gave any other suspects. They never looked into who who else it could have been. Who can prove the police planted any evidence? The police didn't follow protocol in these... Um, strange, and I can't remember the uh, and, and Buting, um, Avery's defensive lawyers stated during the trial that in throughout the investigation they did not follow usual protocol and lines of questioning for a case of this nature. A young girl goes missing in a what they perceive to be a sexually aggravated crime. The first two, the the, the first sort of two parties that get interviewed and questioned as part of this are family and you know estranged or ex-boyfriends neither of whom were interviewed in the lead-up the only person that was interviewed was Avery and latterly uh, Brendan Dassey his nephew so, so so it's very difficult to for us to come up you know you're, you're crying out for us to pin it on someone else 
we can't do that because the police didn't follow normal lines of questioning for a case of this nature. Like, for example, the voice messages. Who, who was deleting the voice messages? Um, well, that's dodgy because that was, the, um, that was the brother and the ex-boyfriend who miraculously guessed. I can't remember. One of them logged into the call yeah, records and one actually logged into the voicemail. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't they look into that? No, but only his blood was found in, only his blood was found in the car itself. With no Her fingerprints, DNA, no fingerprints. Blood, exactly, mm. there were no fingerprints. So how does blood from a cut on the finger get onto a, get into the car and only her her blood was found in the boot of the car? Now, if the body, if he, if he killed her, in the house where he was supposed to kill her in his trailer, it was what twenty? What was it two twenty fifty yards to and the burn? To be fair, outside. TJ, that's what everyone does. You kill you kill her in the ass, and you put her in the back of a motor, and you drive her ten yards, you drive her 50 get yards. out, <laughs> and then burn her. I mean, and then and then what you do is you, you put the car, you put the car quite close to the to, to you know where they're going to start, quite close to the trailers, and then what you do is you put a load of twigs on it branches and trees over it mm. and you put a few pe- fence panels against it and then you just leave it uh, just so that when it gets found among these hundreds of thousands of other cars that you've got on your property that that an un, you know a joe blogged off the street as part of a you know goodwill search party can find it oh but don't forget god brought oh no car. god led it to it, it? god yeah. led it to the car don't forget that bit but don't forget, he had a really low IQ and he was thick as shit. No, so. but the thing, this is yeah, the thing. Fuck like, me, he's cleaned up a whole house. Yeah, no, exactly. He's got exactly. Exactly. <laughs> fucking DNA in this house. The house is spotless. He's cut her throat. He's tied her up. He's cut her throat. She's she's bled out all over his bedroom, all over his bedroom, all over the mattress, all over the carpet, all over the duvet. And none of them things are found. Because he took her into the garage as well. He's cleaned the whole of his bedroom. He's got rid of all the DNA, all the blood. He's got rid of all the DNA and all the blood that would have splattered all over all the, over, the, garage, the garage, all over the little, all over his yeah. utensils and all over his tools and stuff. He's yeah. cleaned it. So what, what they quoted as like crime scene investigation, you know, the, the place was sterile. The place would have had to be sterile in order for him to get rid of it. He's and managed to do that really on an IQ of seventy. Yeah. Johnny talk about the car as well. Hey? People said before and that the and car. And he's got to clean his car. Why didn't he crush the car? That's what I'm saying. If he's so clever, if he's so clever that he can make his house spotless when he's garroted a woman and she's bled all over his bedroom, why isn't he clever enough to incinerate the body and and crush the car? Exactly. That's a... I want to say something about the car, right? Because I obviously I've read, tried to find out as much as I can on. In there was, I know it's online and. It, I, can only take it with a pinch of salt, but there was a salvage expert who says, everyone's saying he should have just crushed the car. It's not as easy as him just popping it into the machine and crushing it. He's got, it's a manual, he's got to lift the engine out, he's got to remove the tyres or drain all the oils from the car. It's not a case of him just loading the car up under the crusher and crushing it. It's a big task. It isn't as simple as just driving up and crush it. And it only takes one person seeing him crush a totally new and fine car and only remembering it. And then when police come a few days later saying, have you seen this car? Them saying, oh yeah, Stephen was crushing it. I mean, he's got to watch out. I don't think, I don't know why he never crushed the car. It's, it's an unknown. But 
he didn't. And what about um, think, Kurt, uh, what about the uh, what about the Fatso police officer? I forgot his name. Calling in the number plates a couple of Lennon. days before the car was Lennon. found. No, that's yeah. the other one. What about Colburn, Colburn, wasn't Colburn. it? Colburn, that was it. What about Colburn calling in those plates? I've heard people say, "Oh, it could have been an illegal search," and 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 that's why they that's why they didn't say that they found it till two days later. But he he's called that number plate in two days or two yeah. or three days I before mean, that car. He wasn't signed was... in on the he wasn't signed in on the um, on the premises, was he either? You know, it wasn't yeah, until I mean, after he got on the premises that they start to take a log. You know, yeah, that's, that's what people are before twelve o'clock, and then the log started at twelve. I you think know. you've got to forget the log for the time being because the log happened after. But that Colburn called in those number plates before that car was found. So, well, according to the official narrative anyway. So why is he calling in the number plates two days before? What's he looking at? Well, obviously, the, there would have been a way of the car, the police in the area. The, she was reported missing, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. And obviously, police officers would have been aware of what she was driving. To me, it sounded like he was repeating back information he already knew of someone else. Like, I'm sure I heard him explain it as he was, ex- he was like, confirming, is this what I'm looking for? And that's what it sounded like to me. It, didn't, it, it does sound like he's reading it off, but all, it does sort of sound like he's confirming them. And the lady on the phone, she wasn't surprised by what he was seeing. It wasn't like, oh, my God, you found the car. It was just like, oh, okay. Well, he says, I want to run some plates. You ask her to run these plates for him. Yeah, you don't run plates if you just run, if you just read them off a off a piece yeah. of paper. Do you? Well, possibly. But see, I'm confirming. Is this the car I'm looking for? Is this because obviously it would be registered to Teresa, wouldn't it? Someone's got to get the transcript up of that conversation. Yeah, didn't 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 she like dispatch say you're looking for this car and he 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 said it's the and it's he said it and then she went yeah so I mean like I said the way the documentary showed it it does look dodgy of course and like uh, Matchell said people have suggested that maybe he was on the property when he shouldn't have been or maybe there's an explanation for it maybe he knew already and he was just like reconfirming but it, that's something that we never really got to hear his his reasons you know for that and like. Um, he said the dispatch person never found his surprise. She never said, "Well, how do you know?" Or, "Oh, she just said, yeah." I mean, so it's one of those things that it's it'd be good to hear his explanation for that. To be honest, why don't, don't, don't you follow up as well? Like the left, like I remember watching that episode, and the left, and I remember sitting there watching, thinking, "Bloody hell, how has that happened?" And it just the next episode, they just completely skipped over it. You think that for me, that would be where they're starting from, trying to like explain this. Why aren't they explain? Why aren't they asking people in the document to explain it? To me, the reason it's not explained on the document is because they don't want it explained. Yeah, that's a really interesting point because, you know, I'd like to get people's thoughts on the two defence lawyers, Dean Strange and Jerry Buting. What were your perceptions of, of the way they handled the case? Both and, of them. I liked them. I like. I like. I, like yeah, I, well. I think they did. They did the best as they possibly could, and I thought they, you know, gave. Like I said, they gave the best effort, and I mean, they they did everything they could possibly could do, in my opinion. I mean, Stephen, he 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 didn't really have an alibi. They had DNA against him, so it's they could only do so much, and and they tried to push that. You know, the police framed it as, and it was all. I think it's always going to be hard to, you know, for for a jury to say that, yeah, police officers are framing people, because let's be honest, every killer, every rapist could say the same thing, oh, my DNA is on her because they planted it. So it's it's hard for a jury, I think, to convict without actual proof, and they did the best they could, they pushed it, but I just don't think they could ever have won that case like that. Sorry, Kirk, can I just jump in very quickly? Um, I remember watching a documentary about O.J. Simpson, and one of the jurors said after, yeah, I think he was guilty, I definitely think he was guilty, but I couldn't, 
the, the prosecution did such a shit job and the defence did such a good job, I had to say he was not guilty, even though I thought he was. But I couldn't say he was guilty beyond all reasonable doubt. And I, and I think that the two defence lawyers did a good enough job to return a verdict of not guilty because uh, of, because they raised so much reasonable doubt. But, but one thing, one thing I, I felt from, and I think on the way they dealt with it and, and, and how invested they became in it, because I, I truly believe, you know, you get a lot, you know, you get the other guy that was, um, so Len, Len Kachansky, for example, who was Brendan Dassey's first appointed lawyer. You get some people who obviously do not feel that the guy, that the person they're defending is innocent. And I, I really felt that Dean Strange and, and, and Putin were really, really thought that they were fighting for someone who was innocent. But one thing I felt that they, they did do, I think they gave the jury a bit too much credit in terms of, um, they sort of, if, if you imagine, it's sort of like a, a join the dots sort of thing. I think I think they, they gave them the pieces of conflicting evidence, but I don't think they, they joined them up enough to say, well, this conflicts with this and, and, and ultimately this should result in you in, in this. I think I think they gave the jury a bit too much credit in terms of not necessarily how, how, how intelligent they were, but but how easy it was for, for you know someone walking off the streets to put two and two together and come up with with the correct number. I, I think what they it, I think they were both quite passive in the way that they not only they questioned, but the way they presented. I think if if one of them had really gone on the front foot and said, you know, this is ultimately what this piece of evidence is saying and this is what you should this is what it should lead you to believe i think i think avery might i think more jurors might have of of not well, the problem is they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't propose an alternative theory and the thing is they don't actually have any kind of alibi for for Stephen, could they? they they couldn't put him anywhere else they had no one that had seen Teresa after all they could do was try and discredit the prosecution's evidence, and I think they did that well enough. But the problem is they couldn't actually put him somewhere else. Yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Is whether whether you believe that the police have framed it. The problem that I have, right, with the documentary, like you all see, the lawyers appeared really good and competent, and obviously he paid a lot of money for them lawyers. And they did to me, but we're, only, we're still only seeing half of the story. What was the explanation for the phone calls that Stephen made previously to our way withheld his number? What was the explanation for the mobile phone that was in the burn barrels on his property? We didn't hear the explanations. They were the things that the jury would have heard. The jury. I, I understand where you're coming from, Lee, but I think I think if we go back to the very start, I, I don't think we've got an explanation for you know how how all of a sudden, you know. They, they 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 came out and they did a press conference to say that he kidnapped um, Teresa Holback, he sexually assaulted her, tied her up, um, cut her throat, cut her throat, burnt her body, blah blah blah, blah. and they went to the press and they made this. Ultimately, they made this story up, presented to the public, without any real evidence. The whole, you know, Brendan Dassey's confession was. Can you call it a confession? Did oh he ever? God. Did he ever really confess to any of what? Well, no, you can't. They you can't call that a confession public. because that just got binned off. Because at first they said yeah. this is what's happened. We know what's happened. He done it in the bedroom, tied her up, and all those three counts. In the end of the show was, or the end of the, the documentary, were, by were taken point, off. By, by that point, it's, it, by that point, you've got to think it's 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 too late. It's it's it, the the seed has been planted in the jury. Yeah, the seed has been planted, but the important thing is, is that they they they, they announced a press conference. They said exactly how it was done. Um, 
And then right at the end, when they're giving their closing speeches, he said he killed him in the garage. So that that whole thing was just completely and utterly just rubbish. And I, 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 if if they were to do that, they should have closed the trial. Yeah, should have been a retrial. Jury, and then a, yeah. and then a retrial. But that evidence from Brendan, sorry, that was never put into the trial, as far as I can remember. When the police give that press conference and they give all them grim, which I, I completely disagree with, it's wrong, but that's the way the Americans, it's not just this county, it's the way the Americans present. Can you remember when Chris Benoit murdered his family? They did the, exactly the same thing. They had a big press conference outside the house and they give all these grim details. That's the way the Americans do it, which is I don't agree with. But they've done that based on Brendan's confession, which it, it did seem like they leaned on him to get that confession out of him. It was did really but all that confession they got on him. They, they wrote it for him. It got through out. It wasn't allowed to be used. Yeah, but, yeah, but you can't point, say that doesn't linger point. on in, into people's minds. It's too late by that mm. point. I think, yeah, because it's his uh, nephew's no, no, blood. No one, can, no one can honestly say that, you know, that, okay, you've got to stop. You, you can't think about that anymore. You can't. It's not possible. No one can wipe that from their minds. And be completely impartial. It's but when they when they're giving their verdicts back, they've got to give reason why they've come to that verdict. They'll write down. They're not just. They'll give a written statement of why they've come to that conclusion behind in the court, and they would they couldn't include none of that evidence. They couldn't include any of that testimony. So you've got to give them the benefit of doubt that they were basing their verdict on the evidence that they heard. No, but it shows you. It shows you they've already convicted him. him. It shows you that. that that, again, they're finding evidence to fit a narrative, and when it doesn't fit, they'll just find something else to fit, and they'll just keep mm, moving the goalposts until they find something to stick. But that's didn't, the, that, didn't that juror what? say that, that seven of them thought he was was seven, three, when and two, wasn't was seven, it was the, 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 I think it was Strange said it was three, four, it was seven innocent, three guilty, and two were undecided. <laughs> you know, and in order for them to, in order for them to, of, Convicted him in the way they did. You've got to have a nine way. You've got to have a nine to three swing. So how does three persuade seven? Like that they're it's wrong. Nine. What? It's nine, isn't it? It's the two were undecided, and then the seven. How how does that happen? And then you know, a couple of weeks ago it was published that, that, that there was there was sort of um, uh, sort of bargaining in terms of well because he was still up for a number of different. He was still up for three counts, wasn't he? He was up mm. for. It was up for murder, false imprisonment, and then the kidnapping. False arm. You know, that was false. It was, it was um, I mean, having a weapon or something. Oh, it was, it was, it was the weapon one. You know, and apparently yeah. there was a lot of going. Well, if you if if you vote not guilty on this one, I'll vote guilty on this one. If you vote not guilty on that one, I'll vote guilty on this one. You know, well, I mean, I personally believe that someone got someone or something got to the jury to 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 make them go from seven. Two, three, to twelve. Yeah. But you have to remember, but it's a small county, so some of those juries could be related to the police officers or anything I think like two that. Two or three of them were. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So obviously, that's bias from there. I mean, it all it all comes down to whether you think that whether you think that the fleet, police have framed him again, and like. Or right, has, has someone else done it? I, I mean, but it then it doesn't. It doesn't need to be someone else. That, that I think. I think you're missing the point there, Rocker. By finding him not guilty, we don't. You don't have to pin it on anyone else. 
you just got to find him not guilty. And, and then, you know, the... Yeah, but if you find him not guilty, you're saying that someone else explain. done it. No, you're not. But not necessarily. No. You, you don't have to... You don't have to... Just by finding him not guilty, you don't automatically have to lead you to, to finding out who, who actually did it. The murder at that point does unfortunately go on unsolved and, you know, justice, as people look at it, at that point won't have been served. It, it, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing to say, but, but it's, it's, it's the way it works. Just by finding him not guilty doesn't automatically mean we need to pin him, we need to pin the murder on somebody else. Exactly, it's innocent until proven guilty. Hmm. So, I think I think the, the one of the um, comments by the de- defence lawyer. I think it was Strang. He said he said to the mum and dad right at the end. He said like, if he gets found not guilty, be careful. Make sure you're not followed because there's going to be a lot of angry people. So everyone knew everyone. So I think there's a good chance that those jury was a bit fearful of finding him not guilty and the repercussions and the backlash that they would get if he was found not guilty. Because um, if people are going to go to his house, they're going to go to the jury's house as well. So I think they was probably quite intimidated to find him not guilty. Yeah, exactly. And didn't one of the juries come out and say that as the, well? The guy who left for ill health, wasn't it? Mm. The guy left jury duty through ill health and they had to get a new jury in, which sort of asked the question was, you know, was it the, the, the new juror? Did he have, you know, did he have some sort of sway or he or she was that person mm. planted in order to, to, to get them to make whatever decision that they came to. And Can I just ask, have that, any of you that, done that jury, jury service? It would have been impossible. And I think I'm going to say what you're about to say. It would, at that stage, it would have been impossible to find someone who probably, given the, given the, the press and media coverage that the trial got, impartial. who was going to go in and was not guilty. Because ultimately, the police... You know, the, the police, with the help, well, the media, with the help of the police, you know, they 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 had him banged to rights, didn't they? The, the media thought he was. The media would portray him as you know, guilty as charged. I mean, I, I I just think with impartial judges, I think you know, I know where everyone likes to think that, but in reality, I mean, I just don't see how that's possible anyway. No matter if you wherever you're going for judges, because people have we all human, we walk in. We see someone and we think, you know, you might make a straight um, opinion straight away just by looking at someone and say, oh, he looks dodgy, I think he could do it. You know, the the jury about the, you know, seven fat were innocent. First of all, that came from a jury who I think is clearly biased. He was seen with Brendan no, Dassey's no, mother and family from, it afterwards. It came from the, the lawyer. It was well, a lawyer. you know, yeah, but if it that. if it came from if if it came from Ken Kratz, no one would buy it, would they? They'd say, oh, he's he's, he's talking bullshit. So I just don't think you can buy it from him. Yeah, exactly. How can anyone thing trust is, him? You know, whether none of us know what is that normal. I mean, people say, "Oh, seven found him innocent." How did it swing? But how has anyone done any tests to see if that how many? You just don't know. Deliberation's gone for a long time. It's to me, it might not be an uncommon thing. And they've obviously they've obviously talked about it, which is what they're supposed to do. And minds can be changed. And I think that's the whole point. You know, people can hear it from a different uh, perspective and instead of hearing it from the, the Ken Kratz and the other two guys there. So I, I just don't know how they've got documentary portrayed as some, you know, rare thing, but I'm I'm not so sure. Thing is, as I say, they, they, they wasn't allowed to argue about who it might have been someone else. Their argument was that it wasn't him and he was framed. Like the, the, the whole defence argument was that he was framed, that the police have, have, have sort of framed him. 
So it's whether you believe that. It's whether you believe that they would would try and do that again after doing. But they like, did have a motive. Know. The police did have a motive because he was suing them. The other thing is they didn't like him because of the first um, conviction. They had they had evidence. Some, wasn't there somebody called up the police station and said, "Oh, I know somebody else that yeah, would have done that." Buried, Wait. Yeah. Yeah, so, but if, if you're talking about these guys that they're so devious, they're going to plant all this cro- evidence against an innocent man's point. Why couldn't they have just paid a crackhead two hundred dollars to put a bullet in his brain? Well, that, that's that, the end that of the was, money. Let's be serious. No, 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 that was really interesting, though. Who is it? Say, that, yeah. Who, who was it that said it? He said, "If we wanted to do this, wasn't it, it crack? If we wanted to kill, oh, if we yeah. wanted to kill him, we'd have killed him anyway." And you're just thinking, then set him up, didn't they? Yeah. They said it would be easier just to. Get him killed or boom. Well, it, boom it they could just play. They just play a, a, a crackhead, like you know, a bag of weed or something, just to shoot him. I mean, to me, I just think it's too. There's a. It's a but great story. Think, it's it, a great it conspiracy. Was, no, but... but they had the jobs on the line. They were shitting themselves. I don't think they had the jobs on the line. The one that lost the jobs. Yeah. No. The thing is, what, what like if they, as you say, that's what he said. If they want, if they really wanted to. As you say, they could. What they could have done is gone to arrest him, and then as the police doing it, look at all these pictures you see these Americans where they got someone coward and they still fucking shoot them with about forty bullets. They could have just while on the floor. Yeah, they could have just gone to arrest him and said, "Oh, he he he, he resisted arrest, and we had to shoot him." They could have just killed him there and then. <coughs> there would have been ways. There would have been far easier ways to get him put away, get him. Rid of them because they were good. No, no. And the, the killing things, the killing thing, don't work for me because you make him. Yeah, what's it? Uh, one man's quest is another man's crusade. Um, he was, he was going to become the sort of face of injustice, wasn't he? And mm. the, what you need to do is you need to take away someone's credibility. For that to die, you've got to take away their credibility. So if you kill him when you've got this dodgy trial ongoing, or you do it just, you know, he comes out, he's suing for thirty-six million dollars, and you kill him. That just answers more questions. What you need to do is you need to take away their credibility, all their credibility, so no one listens to them. And he was, what was that? What was that? Site, what was that website he was on? There, Innocence Project. Yeah, he was yeah. going to become a poster child for basically police corruption. And he was shaking hands. And you can't have that, Harry, wasn't he? He was a guest at the White House. You know, there were yeah, you can't have that. You need, you need, you need to discredit him. Dignitaries. They could have discredited him with just releasing more information on his past, because obviously he had a dodgy past. Other than the wrongful anyway. rape conviction, there was obviously he burned his cat like we talked about before. He was accused of flashing. He had a criminal past. So if they wanted to discredit him, they could have just started feeding all this information to the media without having to murder someone or plant a body on his property. I don't actually think anyone's saying that the police murdered this person. No, then, I know, no, I know, no, I think no. saying that. But I'm just saying they didn't have to like place this murder on him. There could have been other ways of damaging his credibility. Yeah, but I this, think this that could was have been opportunistic. Domain, though, wasn't it? That was that was yeah. only in the public. You know, his 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 misdemeanors beforehand were all long well in the public domain. No one cared about I think, him. I think no one cared about it. I think what you had was you had a guy who, when he came out after eighteen years wrongful prison, he just wanted a quiet life. You know, mm, I don't, see. I don't really, I don't. He wanted the, you know, he wanted what he was owed, and he was owed a lot of money for for what happened to him. And Can I ask I, a question? I, what? Why? He, he was suing him for thirty-six million pound, right? For the um, obviously being falsely imprisoned for all them years, right? What? Yeah. Why? So, has he got that money? Does it? Does... 
No, because they settled. No, for, for... Yeah, so that went away. Um, that, for... that, that, as a result of him going to prison, that naturally went away, and he he ultimately came to a he he, he bargained with with the county for four hundred thousand, which was ultimately going to you know you know him being in prison again that ultimately broke his will. He wasn't he he wasn't going to sit around for another however long trying to fight his own case you know he, he he quit he cut his losses and said well i won't have the 36 million 34 million i'll have the 400,000 and i'll fight i'll fight my case because ultimately he wasn't that interested about the money was he he wanted his freedom because he'd had it taken away from him and he wanted it he had it, he had it taken away from him twice and now he he wanted it he wanted it again so no has that, anyone the, the covered the blood away. and the blood that got tampered with the oh, his God. old evidence but it's not the blood. Obviously, the blood was a blood vial. It was an old blood vial. So ten years old, wasn't it? But why was it open? Let's set the narrative for, for where the blood. So let's set the narrative for where the blood came in. We, so we, put, we spoke. We spoke about it earlier with the car. There was there was blood in the car, but there was no fingerprints or any other DA in inside the inside the passenger console. There was sweat underneath the underneath the hood, the bonnet of the car, which wasn't wasn't in the documentary but there was blood in the in the in the passenger console of the car uh, and it was mm. claimed by the defense that 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 was planted from a vial of blood that was collected during the 1985 uh, sexual assault case yeah. gone. so obviously they had that blood and it was all it was like 15 year old or 10 year old i can't remember how old the blood was it would be 20 years old by then wouldn't it yeah so obviously the they done testing in like ADA test or ADF, yep. something like that, and that was to test whether that blood was like live, active blood or if it was old blood. Mm. But that, that, those tests, they weren't even run those tests anymore. Yeah, we, they weren't run those tests for like a decade, and then all yeah. of a sudden we've been like two all weeks. Sudden, so we we're, get we're six weeks notice, they can't. With the, but yeah. what was also said that there was no, there was no they proof that it was live blood, was it? They couldn't prove the absence of this ETTA. They couldn't. All the test did was they couldn't. They couldn't dis. They couldn't prove the absence of the EDTA. You know that that's that's what was said during the court case. It could have had EDTA. They just couldn't one hundred percent be be for certain. Now, if we are in a case where you are innocent until proven guilty. You need to 100% prove the the prosecution needs to 100% prove that there is no EDTA. The DNA was not able to do that, but unfortunately, that was completely that was completely missed out. You know, in 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 a real trial where innocence until proven guilty, that 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 blood could have been tampered with. It could have been preserved, but unfortunately, the way that the whole trial was set out was well, it was okay. So. They can't prove that there, that there might be DTA, but hey, it can't be planted. Let's not forget as well, that, that FBI fellow, that geezer, when they asked him about the other blood, um, did that have that ADTA in it? He just went, he didn't even test it, and he went, yeah, I think he has, or whatever it was that I was asking for. He didn't even test it, and he went, yeah, in my opinion, that, that didn't come out of the blood vial. And they was like, but you didn't test it. He went, yeah, but in my opinion, I can say that it did. And then they got the other bird on there, and <laughs> she went, well, I'm not, opinion, I, yeah, in my, yeah. And the other bird just went, oh, I'm not into guessing. So I just think again, you just got fucking rubbish all that. That's just a lot of bollocks. So we're trying to like trying to put across what ADA is. ADA is like if they find it in the blood. Am I thinking this right? If I'm wrong, tell us. If they find that in the blood, that proves that it's like old stale blood, and it's 
Yeah. No, that it comes yes. from it comes from the tube. It proves that it was come from the tube. Is that right? Right. That's yeah. it. Uh, it proves that it, it's not lie. It's not blood. Real blood. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I know you can word it as they didn't prove it wasn't, but also they, they didn't prove that it was there, did they? No, no they, they did prove that. The, the whole point, the whole point of it, of of the trial is that it's the prosecution that's got to prove the absence yeah. of the EDTA. The FBI were unable to do so, so therefore it is fair to assume that there was EDTA in that and that the blood was planted. See, I remember that, 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 that's unfortunately the way that's that's unfortunately the way that Western justice works, and unfortunately in the court in the case that was ignored. See, I can remember. I thought when I watched it, I, I must be wrong, but they said that there was no traces. No, no, they couldn't. Think... They couldn't prove that that they, they couldn't prove that there weren't any traces. Yeah, they I thought they it. said there was no traces. I thought I remember hearing them exact words. There was no traces of ADA, ADA. Yeah, I've got to agree with Ant and Dick. They did say that, didn't they? Yeah, I think <laughs> they did say that. I think they did say that there was no traces of it. But what what they said was that I don't know. The other bird came in after and said that it was. That they couldn't prove that it wasn't there. I think it was the other the other bird who said they couldn't prove that it wasn't there. Well, obviously that's the defence trying to argue the point. Well, they're going to bring someone in to disprove that the person yeah. the prosecution. Well, that's how the court cases work. Can you, can you imagine what it's like being that? You know, we we've watched we've watched it in pretty. You know, we watched it in isolation for a trial. Mm. You know, where the, where the spotlight's pretty hot through the documentary and we can't even get it right can you imagine the pressure on a juror to get it right especially in that county they all seem a bit like thickos <laughs> oh it's proper backward city isn't it i mean they're proper <laughs> yeah, all of them i mean sense. even like the old mum i was looking at her today she looked like a worm like her neck <laughs> there's so many wrinkles but they, they're all just they are pro- i mean not you know and you they know are proper... thick as shit as well <laughs> yeah yeah they are proper i mean you know they are proper um Okay. Can I go Little off on Sangare? Town, you know. Yeah. Um, Let Matt talk. So yeah, what um, what does everyone think about? Is it Bobby Dassey and that Tadic, the, oh, the brother-in-law? So the, the those, conflicting, the conflicting. Uh, well, they, they wanted to establish the timeline, didn't they? Well, it weren't just that they effectively alibi each other because they was around at the time of the murder, but they both said they was going hunting, and no one. <laughs> they alibi each other. They both say, "Yeah, we saw the other one." Um, and that's it but no one else can verify where they was or what they was doing there's something dodgy about that because the brother not absolutely hated him um, and wasn't he trying to sell the Dassey brothers some guns as well there's definitely something dodgy about those two the way that they tried to establish the timeline and they, they still fucked it up between them isn't so Brendan Dassey's mum going out with one of the cousins now or something oh uh, what she's going out with who She's going out with um, some really. I'm, I'm pro- I must be getting it wrong, but I was listening to some today where she, Brendan Dassey's mom is going out with a brother-in-law now. It's not. It's not unusual for them, is it? Let's be honest. Their brothers, their sister. You know, they're. they're no. all they said that in the program. They said about their. their... Yeah, it's nothing. The lawyer. You. No, you know the um the ex-lawyer of Brendan Dassey's. Um, remember oh, when, when he cried? Yeah, yeah the... when he cried. Yeah, when they tried yeah. to get the. The conviction of um, Brendan Dassey, and then they used um, the other guy. I forgot his name. Oh, um, I remember in the room O'Kelly. when they recorded it. Yeah, yeah. and then Kelly's name was 
and he was writing everything down and he he, he proper hated them didn't he he hated them them he Avery's, went on record and he, didn't said, he said they were inbreds and yeah that's it and remember he was crying over the ribbon and he kept he yeah. was, that was so fake i'm sorry <laughs> so we'll try and talk about a bit more about brennan because we're not really mentioned him much at the minute before we start giving the final thoughts and stuff i feel yeah, sorry absolutely. for brendan proper big time i don't think he had nothing to do with it if it's not there the week it's is he the poor sod yeah you don't, don't know that the undertaker's streak's been broken <laughs> <laughs> poor fucker <laughs> I think, one thing, I think one thing we need to establish, one. we need to establish from Brendan whether he is um, Let's Go Cena or Cena sucks, I think. He's Let's Go That'll Cena. That'll tell us a he's lot. Let's, he's definitely Let's Go Cena. Definitely. 100%. One thing's definite, he hasn't been eating salad in prison, I was going to say, who the hell gets fat in prison? How has he managed that? <laughs> the prison he looks like crap, innit? He looks like a four-year-old man now. <laughs> Another thing, like you've just said previously, you all feel sorry for Brendan, poor Brendan, and all this. I, I think he's in the best place he can possibly be. He's getting fed three times a day. He's got a warm bed. Well, probably not six times a day. Not being abused, right. <laughs> being abused by Stephen no more, because obviously there was that come well, up. College diploma, didn't he as well? Or he got his high school diploma, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. High school diploma. He's getting a, an education. I think he's pro- he's living life to the max. He's doing far more than he would have done if he'd stayed on that compound with that family, being sexually abused by Stephen. What? Is there any proof that he's sexually abused him? Yeah, there's a phone call he says about he used to touch me or rub me up or something called Dry Huntley. Mm. He's saying that to his mum, wasn't but, he? But, but, but Brendan's a bit stupid. Like You could shake his hand and because he's so stupid, he probably thinks you're trying to come on to him. So I don't know exactly. if you can take anything he says. So, um, so let's, let's literally. talk about... Talk about where Brent, how Brendan fits into the to the whole story. So what it was, Brendan apparently he approached, he got off the school bus, didn't he? he approached Stephen's trailer, and he apparently heard screams. Yeah. That one of the um, stories, because obviously the stories changed that many different times, but he heard screams and he approached it. Then he, um, that's when he knocked. You no, know, he had post, so he knocked on the door to give the post to Stephen. And yeah. that's when he had when he's coming he up well. the door shirtless, didn't he? Or, or and mm-hmm. no DNA, no. Brendan Dash's DNA is nowhere to be found in that trailer. Never as Teresa's. And there, um, there's no sign. There weren't there no no um, sign of on the bed of any like that any uh, metal chains on. or anything like that had been. Whatever they said, he tied her to the bed with. There was no sign of that either. You should know about that, Rocco. <laughs> It's, it's hard to know because we'll never know the true story unless Stephen tells it because Brendan's a compulsive liar. Whether you he's feel sorry for him, no, whether you not, say... He's, he's not a compulsive... He's, he's just he's got learning difficulties. He's not a compulsive he's liar. He's not... So, he is. So, so the police questioned him and lit, they were... Uh, Feeding was, him. They were telling very, him what to say. very unintelligent. And, and, you know, he thought by telling them, you know, for the retrial at the Court of Appeal, the, I can't remember his name, but the prosec- the defence lawyer made a really interesting point. There is a phenomena uh, in in the police force, and I think it's called like the Chicago theory, where you get you don't get you don't necessarily get a confession, confession, but you get an agreement or an admission of guilt. Yeah. The, the the defendant tells you what you want to hear, not yeah, but if you remember not, not the truth, they tell you what you the want whole... to hear, not the truth, because Brendan Dassey was asking. 
oh, if I tell you this, will I get to leave? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us that you murder and tell us you slit her throat and then we'll let you go. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> exactly. That was yeah. disturbing to watch, you know. I really, really felt sorry for him there. I couldn't watch it properly. Because they, bla- they were just telling him what to say. Let's not forget, they asked him. him, they asked him, have you got any weapons on you? And that donut went, yeah, I've got a CD player. I mean, that's how fucking stupid he is. <laughs> I forgot about that. that dodgy music that way really made them all pass out. And, like there was, yeah, you know, his mother wasn't present. There was no sort of he. He didn't have a lawyer present. You know, there was. Where so was the Wilston Raider? Do you you found that he was in on it? <laughs> the the Wilston Raider geezer. That's the um, Brendan's um, lawyer <laughs> to begin with was. Oh. Fucking hell. He's the Wilson Raider. Fuck it. Do you want some? I'll give it yeah. <laughs> you. You want some? He did a bit. He did a bit. He did a bit. He's a fucking spitting image of him. Yeah. But he kept, but, he, he kept smiling throughout the whole trial. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, I was like, why is he smiling at me? Why is he so happy? <laughs> he was enjoying the limelight far yeah, too much. It was a high-profile case, wasn't it? Yeah. That's the amount of money he would have made off that, because obviously he would have been on the telly. It's like free publicity for him, wasn't it? I, I tell you who weirded me out as well was Teresa's brother. I yeah. thought he was weird. Oh, the way time. he was like, he was literally like, he had the press eating out the palm of his hand. It was ridiculous, and it sort of links into this. It links into the Brendan Dassey thing, where obviously they they coax a in inverted commas confession out of him, and then there was a moment where the brother's talking to the the press, and he and says, he hasn't even well, watched it. If, if you if you watch the confession, if you, if you watch the video, you'll see that he admits the crime, and then the the the, the reporter goes, "Have you watched the confession?" He goes, "No, but that's what happens anyway." I think he <laughs> what? I mean, none so of us you have. Are... I'm assuming none of us have had any sort of parents or sort of family members murdered, but surely if that was you, you'd want to find out exactly what happened. But he seemed dismissive of everything. And he was, yeah. again, just a narrative was he'd done it and he wasn't prepared to listen to anything other than all he wanted to hear was is that Stephen was guilty and that was it. And he didn't care. He didn't need, he didn't need to be there. It made no difference. He already made his mind up a long time ago. It's bizarre. He's a fucking weirdo, that geezer. I didn't I, like him. I felt a bit so far. Me, I think he was put in an incredibly difficult position. He had to be the spokesman for the fan. Mm. He had to speak every day on the press conferences. He's loving it. I don't think he, he, he come across <laughs> very angry. He come across like he didn't want to be there. He was annoyed that people were like, for, he trusted the police. There's no doubt in that. And obviously, he was believing everything they said because he didn't watch the interview. He just took their word for it. But why wouldn't he? If I was in that position and I was being told by the police, these are people that we're supposed to trust, that this is the guy who done it, and everyone's saying, and like, you're hearing his argument and his lawyer saying, oh, no, the police set him up, and like, I would be annoyed. I'm like, no, they've told me he's done it. I've, they've told me what evidence they've got. Why? Then it's my sister's different. bones they found on his property. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's... That's the power of the, the documentary and the power of the bias. I think you've got a, a show where Stephen Avery, Brendan Dassey, two convicted murderers, you've got their defence team, everyone associated with them are all the good guys. And anyone like anyone who puts Stephen in a bad light or witnesses, you know, the guys you mentioned there look dodgy, it's Teresa's brother's dodgy, it, it just Ken Kratz is dodgy, all them guys are bad or the bad guys. He is dodgy. Kurt, Kurt, but the point is, 
is that he's an innocent man and he has to be proven guilty. But before he's even gone to court, he's like, he's done it. That's it. And, that, and that's the point. That, that's, he's already that's, proven that's, guilty. He's already that's said he's guilty. That's just an one opinion, though. That's, that can't be proven. I, I, I think there's evidence, enough evidence well, to convict that, him. And that's most... why all his appeals have been shut down. He ain't got no appeals no more because no, no, they've no. all been shut down. No, listen, but one, one, he said something really, I thought the saddest line of the whole show was when he said, poor people always lose. And he's absolutely bang on. You've got, like, the system is not going to fall for one fucking inbred hick. So... Mm. That's why we're so lucky in so, this country. So that's yeah. always going to happen. They're always going to try and shut that down. They're always, you know, the system, that's, that, that system would fall if he gets found not guilty and they've all fitted him up. So I'm not sure. But that's the thing in most murder cases that they have a suspect. And even when murders in this country, there was that EastEnders actress recently who yeah. would... Yeah. Straight away, it was the ex-boyfriend. He was the one who the sky were looking for. There was, he'd escaped the country. There was loads of like just suspect things acting about him. So that already buys people. This happens in every single case, in possibly every country, that the media portrayed a certain way and the becomes a bias instantly. It's not unique to this case. But I, I think one of the one of the most frustrating things about the 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 media spotlight of the of the case was there obviously at the end of every day there was a there was a press conference and it wasn't Kratz, it was the other fellow, I forget his name, but he kept saying, we've got concrete evidence. We've got concrete scientific evidence. And never produced and, it. And we'll show you. And you get to the end of the, you get to the end of the thing and you're like, what? what? Where's this evidence? He says it <laughs> you know, over and over and over and over again. Scientific evidence. We've got concrete scientific evidence. What? Guys, you know what I thought and was it never, weird? it never comes out. It never comes to pass. What, what about the, the school... Um... Um, driver, what's her name? The woman that was driving this was it the school bus? The school bus, she, yeah. She gave a good um timeline. She said there was no fire, like really high fire. Mm. She was going was fast or something. Fire, yeah. Yeah. So she, her, her timeline conflicts the timeline for the rest of it. The thing with timelines, the thing with timelines, are never going to be the size unless someone confesses. I know, but it's going to be some. Something similar, isn't it? But her one never went. Do Do you guys remember that? Which when she yeah, I can't remember the I can't remember the exact time number. I know she gave a conflicting one, but also the brother in law mentioned that you know there were ten foot flames, and then he said actually no, it was three foot flames, and 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 the woman also said something different about the about the uh, the height yeah. of the fire. But I don't remember exactly what her timeline was, but I know that she had a some... different one. It was like forty five minutes out there or was something. A conflicting thing about yeah. the two thirty thing as well. That she arrived at two thirty, and Bob was it? Bobby Dassio, his car was still there when he said he left at around two o'clock to go hunting. Mm. There, there was, there yeah, was something, something around there was that. Something that she said. She, she, was she really... basically shat all over Bobby Dassio, the other fella's alibi. They said they went yeah. hunting at another time, and she said, "Well, actually, his car was still there when I dropped when I dropped Brendan off." Yeah, that's I think, it. I think another another reason why I think it shows that the the, the prosecution is just pissing in the wind. Because at the end of the closing, um, their statements at the, f- the first trial for Stephen Avery, they say he killed her in the garage. But then for Bobby Das's one, they talk about he killed her in the bedroom. Now, I know that you can give alternative theories when you've got two different, um, whatever the word is, uh, two different cases. Uh, yeah, two different cases. But they're, they're just fucking guessing. They haven't got a clue what they're doing. They've got, you've got one murder and they've got two different theories, two different motives. Just, in the closing mm-hmm. statement, Kranz's closing statement, there's a really interesting piece where he says, "You are going to convict 
one per one man of this murder, one person killed Theresa Holbach, and you're looking at him. That's Stephen Avery. And then the next week, they put yeah, Brendan Dassey down for the same bloody, yeah. the same bloody thing. You're thinking that is a comp- you know they've got a ultimately they've got a verdict under false pretenses. They've coaxed a verdict out of a jury, thinking who ultimately have put one you know they've found one person guilty of the murder of Theresa Hallback and then in the next case they find the second person when in the case before it was only one person so yeah, they, they got so there's so much manipulation going on do, do you know so, what I, th- I thought I thought was interesting was like every day after like the trial was when they went into that room full of the media and Kratz got up there first or and then the other two blokes Bill and Ben the defence blokes <laughs> And they stood up there, and they basically they spoke about everything, like everything to do that had happened that day in the trial. And then the press were allowed to basically like quiz them, so cross examine, and they were doing a better job it, than the living after Yeah, Lawrence. exactly. And then you're thinking to yourself, so obviously that stuff was going to be sprayed all across the news, all across the like the papers in the, in you know there and probably all across America. You think like that's just that's, that's mad to really to think that the the press basically get to like re-question people. It's different in this country, and it? it's different. The whole reportage of um, in this country, the whole reportage of court cases is completely different. For example, in America, you can televise court, court cases. In this country, all you can like you have to be so 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 careful. I don't know, mate. Report- don't you watch fucking Judge Rinder? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Rocco. I'm trying to be serious here, but in in this country, as a journalist, you've got and you're reporting on cases, you've got to be so so careful that what you you know what you report is fact. So ultimately, all you can report really is you know the name of the person, you know where they're from, their age, you know what they're in court for, you know and 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 the, and the I think that's the right get, way to do it as well. And, and and what's been you know what's been you know what's been said in court. And not what's being assumed. Whereas in America, you know, you can come to with the the way that it's broadcast on TV, and then the way the media can ask questions after. If that was done in this country, the majority of those, probably the majority of those journalists, would probably be in, in court themselves because they've been in contempt of court. So I think it's very difficult for us in our country to, to, to sort of judge America fairly. Sure, we. Um... Start off, and we'll give like everyone give what they think innocent, guilty, and why they think that. And that can end the show basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll have um, Thomas Jones first, Brendan Duffy, and Stephen Avery, please. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> TJ, you go first. Yeah, so I, I, TJ, okay. I think that's as you probably tell, I because I've argued the case for, for his innocence. I think Stephen Avery's innocent. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know who killed Theresa Hallback, but I don't like. I said before, that isn't the point of the trial. The point of the trial was to find uh, him innocent or guilty of this murder. If he was, if he was innocent, then unfortunately that 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 the murder goes un unsolved. But I think he was. I, I do not believe that with the evidence that was presented, that he can in any way, beyond reasonable doubt, be found guilty. I think there are too many holes in the. In, in the prosecution. I think, unfortunately, um, he may have been guilty of a of either the jury not being bright enough to reach that conclusion or somebody got to the jury. And 
when it comes to Brendan Dassey, I think the only thing, it sounds a slightly cliche, but I think the only thing Brendan Dassey's guilty of is being woefully, woefully intellectually underdeveloped for a, for a boy of his age. And it, like, retard, like we said before, <laughs> I was trying to be as politically correct as possible, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's like we said earlier, you know, the rich win in America and, and they do in this country as well. And, and the poor, the poor people suffer, but, and I, but I agree with, I think it was Lee that said it, perhaps a person in his, in his position, perhaps prison is the, is the safest place for him. Robert, Robert, um, yeah, right. Well, oh, I'm a decisive man going. Um, right, so... Don't tell us who you think... Don't tell us who you want to be guilty. Tell us who you think is guilty. <laughs> right. Uh, no, I'll, I'm not going to go on for ages. Look, I, I, personally, if you ask me what I think happened, I think he got... I think she got in an Uber and that's how she ended up dead. Right? <laughs> But if but Rick, but let's go back to like the case we've got in front of us. Um, it's it's about trying to prove him like innocent until proven guilty. I can see the case that was presented. There was a there was a lot of stuff there that would put doubt in your mind, but <clears throat> there was enough stuff there as well to make you think that she was killed on that site, and this geezer is got issues and he's not normal plus you've got um brendan's you know confession could could he have made all that stuff up like he said it happened and then he did. I, <clears throat> I really don't i mean i can see why he got given guilty and i can also see like there was enough doubt there to make you think mm, oh, i don't know <laughs> Rocco's on so, the fence. I can feel. Yeah, I know. That's the chase, Rocco. Rocco, come on! on. You fence, have to make a decision. Basically. You can Your well, whole life can't be indecisive. You can't. It, it is, mate. Listen, you ain't been in with me in a shop. I'm standing there deciding. Do I, I feel so for your wife. Yeah, she. So does she. She's. She's. I'm asking her to make the decisions. Do we get the 750 grand one or the 500 grand one? What? <laughs> that one's slightly cheaper, but you get slightly more in there. You know what I mean? And I'm standing there going, well, what should we do? And then, like, she just, like, goes, right, grab that one. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't decide anything. Oh, my so, God. Right, so that rubble typically on the fence. No surprises. I wasn't expecting anything. Like that. At least say that he, he should he should deserve a retrial. Right. On, go on, then, Aisha. You go next, then. Okay, so, basically, Stephen Avery, I think, is innocent. Um, yes, <laughs> There's too many too many holes in this trial to to show otherwise. Um, also, he he was he went to prison for 18 years beforehand. Why would he want? To, there was no motive for him to kill her. Why would he want to go back to prison again after he's been there for 18 years? I think he wanted a quiet life and he wanted the money payout. So I think he's innocent. Um, also, Brendan Dassey, clearly everybody can see he's so thick as shit. I just think, I can't imagine him killing anyone. Um, yeah, he's innocent as well. Yeah. That's it. Kurt? Yeah. I think Stephen's guilty. I think, that, I'm not saying the police are obviously a um, great police force or they've you know, done everything right, but I think that the right man is behind bars. I think, you know, there's, there's evidence there, despite what people say, there is evidence there. DNA, you know, whether you say it's planted or not, there's no proof it was planted. 
he was the last person to see her alive. The last person to see someone alive is always the main focus until he can be excluded. Stephen Avery was never excluded. While he was sitting in his trailer, whatever he was doing, what people would like to have you believe is somebody killed Teresa, done whatever they did with her, burnt her in his garden, with that right under his nose, and he never saw anything, he never knew anything. Then later on in that same night, he went had a bonfire on the same area where the body is. I just don't buy it. I think... The evidence is there. He said he never went near the car. His blood's there. Planted, yeah, whatever. I don't I don't think it was. I think with Brendan, it's it's more difficult. I think his confession, you know, I, I do think he, he lies a lot, whether that's due to whatever is wrong with him. But I think he I think he was involved to some degree. I think he, he helped Stephen try and get rid of the body or evidence. But it's, it's hard. I don't see how you can really prove him of actual murder because... You know, there's no, there's nothing linking him. Unlike Stephen, who's got DNA linking him to to the to Teresa, there's nothing linking um, Brendan to it apart from his own so-called confession, really. So I think it's harder for a jury to to say 100% oh he murdered her when there's nothing linking him to it. So I think Brendan definitely deserved, if even if he goes to prison for some other accessory or something. But I just think murder for me is is very harsh, to be honest, based on the, in my opinion, lack of evidence to convict him. Chief, you're up. Um, I think it's quite difficult. I think Brendan Dassey is definitely innocent because there's just no proof and there's no DNA evidence linking him to anything anywhere. So that's all right. Stephen, I'm not so sure. Um, I'm happy to subscribe to the theory that he did do it, but some of the evidence was planted to make sure they get a conviction. But if I'm sitting in that jury based on the four hours of, I think, footage that we've seen on the Netflix documentary and everything that I've read after... There's absolutely no way um, that you could convict him of that crime beyond all reasonable doubt. So I'd I'd be one of it's like the OJ Simpson thing all over again. Yeah, I think he did it, but the evidence just ain't strong enough. So I, I would I would definitely say that he's not guilty and welcome a retrial. And just one quick thing as well: those 18 years that he was in prison, if you look at his mannerisms, the way he spoke, the way he acted, everything that he said. Um, and we know that he was innocent of that crime. 18 years he spent in prison for that. If you look at how he conducted himself during the second trial, it's exactly the same. I just don't think that this man is clever enough to to put that act on um, for that length of time. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit like Rocco, 50-50 on the fence, but, yeah, I would say that he's, he's not guilty. Another point to make about that, what Matt just said as well, I think it's... You know, to give uh, Stephen Avery's due, you know, to spend all that time in prison for something he didn't do, and we know that for a fact... He wasn't bitter at all to the woman who actually ID'd him as the the man who sexually assaulted her. You know, he met her a few times and he, you know, he said there's nothing to be sorry for. It was a mistake. And you know, from that point of view, you know, he came across as you know a re- really you know nice guy. When you know most people would have been extremely angry and bitter, but he never seemed to be from what we hear. So it's just a shame that, in my opinion, he we went on to do what he did. Just just very quickly, also before we go on to Ant and Dex's uh, uh, final comment, what. Do you know when he got found guilty and the look in his face? Does does everyone think that that's that's a look of a guilty man when he just sort of bows his head and his and his eyes all well up red? Do we think that's a look of a man who thinks fuck I've been busted? I think it was a look of someone who knew who, who knew he just knew that the the odds the odds were stacked against him. I think he knew that that he had a slim slim chance of. Of of getting off just just on on past experiences and and just the way that the the media hounded him and 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 the way the, the the way the evidence how contrived the evidence was and how contrived the whole trial was I think it was the reaction of a 
it I'll tell you what, it wasn't the reaction of a psychopathic killer, which which is what he's been portrayed, which is how the prosecutor portrayed him. And Kurt. And Kurt. About mm. one one comment I thought was really interesting. I subscribed to it. I think it was it was the, the the chap that wore the glasses with the full head of hair. He said, "If if he's, I do hope. Although I believe he's innocent, there is yeah. a part of me that hope. There is a part of me that hopes. You know what? Maybe, hopefully, it sounds strange, but hopefully he is guilty because I don't like the thought of somebody in prison for the rest of their life for a crime they didn't commit." Twice, and, and and also not only that, not for Stephen, but his parents who have stood by him from day one in both in both crimes. You know, they've they've always stood by him. You know, championing his release and his innocence. And you know, it, it to know that they'd have been doing all this, and he, he's actually guilty of this crime. You know, if, if as I believe he is, it's 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 a horrible thing. But you know, it, it it would be horrible to think of an innocent man going down once, but let alone twice. Yeah, but to be honest, yeah, parents parents are gonna do that. And so is really family and Yeah, but his friends. brothers they... never came to visit him in prison. To be fair, that's a good point with Rocco said. If there's CCTV footage of him doing it, the parents are going to go, no, that ain't my son. Yeah, of course they are. Because very rarely like, do, do parents ever like come up and go against it. It's just, a natural, it's just a natural thing. People, you know, it takes a bigger person to... Fight. Not, even just, not even just parents. Pe- people's natural reactions to say, oh, I didn't do it. Do you know what I mean? They're not... Next, your reaction ain't to say, look, I did it and I'm really sorry. I don't know why I did it. The next reaction is to say, I didn't do it. So, <coughs> but I, I do, f- I don't know. <laughs> Lee, final one. For me, to base my thought on what happened, based on the 10-part documentary on Netflix, would be incredibly difficult. So I did try and read the counter-argument or some more biased opinions. And I don't know if people realise, but there was 59 um, testimonies given over 19 days of this case. And we've seen, like, snippets of it. We're not getting the full picture here for me. Stephen was found guilty because the evidence was against him. There was the phone calls that he placed. No one's managed to explain these phone calls, why he withheld his number, why in his original statement did he try and say that she never turned up when people seen her on his property. So he's already started to... He was already thinking about his excuses, his lies. There was obviously... There is DNA there. There is um, the bullet that was found in his garage... There was also the shackles that he purchased three, four weeks prior, which he claimed were for his girlfriend, who was in prison at the time. But there's no DNA on there. I didn't interrupt any of you. So (laughs) there was the shackles that he'd purchased three, four weeks prior why his girlfriend was in prison at the time and she's allowed four months on her sentence. Why did he need to go out and buy them? He told inmates when he was serving time for his first conviction, which he was innocent of, it was proven he was innocent, he was extremely unfortunate, unlucky, horrendous to be sent to jail for eight years for a crime he clearly didn't commit. But while he was in prison, he did tell people that he was going to murder young girls when he got out. He was going to chain them up. He was going to create a torture den. For me, Stephen is clearly guilty. There's enough evidence in the court testimony to prove that he didn't. There is things that you can argue counterpoints are, and these people who are arguing the counterpoints, the lawyers, are extremely intelligent. That's their job as defence attorneys to do that. And the documentary is extremely biased. It's only shown you 
the defensive side. Every time they try and they do show snippets of bad things in the Netflix documentary, but it's only snippets. It's not the dramatic end of scene thing with the cop and the reading the registration back or loads of the things that they did. As for Brendan, I think he was involved as well. Was he involved in the sense that he murdered her, slit his throat, raped her? I don't think you'll ever know because no one's going to ever tell the truth. Brendan can't tell the truth because he can't tell the time. (laughs) (laughs) I feel sorry for him because he is an idiot. He was put under intense pressure. But also, if he was as dumb as people have seen him, and he was dumb, he could have he could have still said no no I didn't I didn't but he start he started lying because he didn't want to tell the truth he didn't lie just to please them he lied because he didn't want to tell the truth he's never told the truth fully of what happened but he was involved in it and I just think it's incredibly sad that the whole documentary was portraying a murderer and they really forgot to mention the victim. It wasn't Stephen, it wasn't Brendan, it wasn't his family, it was Teresa. She was the victim. She's the one who's dead. She's the one who was cut up, shot, murdered, raped, butchered. For me... You could have been wrong on that, couldn't you? But she wasn't, no. She was <laughs> a 25-year-old aspiring photographer. She was... You've seen the, the, like, the bits that they showed in the thing. She, she just seemed like the everyday average woman who missed out on life, who's not got to grow up and have kids, get married, do any of the things that normal people get to do, because Stephen, for whatever reason, it doesn't make sense because he was expecting a large payout, but also it does make sense because he was a pervert, he's had history of flashing, he had apparently sexually abused Brendan, but can you believe Brendan? Possibly not. For me... I think that's a bit exaggeration of sexually abused. He talked about like dry humping. No sexual abuse. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? I dry humped a fucking tree the other day. I mean, I'm not sexually abusing the tree, am I? I mean, that's... So... Well, they could have been playing wrestling. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not, not yeah that's a really good sure point, actually. Yeah, does he, does he rationally, does he know what sex... Does the, does the boy know what sexual abuse is? Of course he doesn't. Can I, I just a very quick question to the guys that saying that he's, he's guilty. Would you... If someone said you have to put your life on the line, would you do it? Were you that confident that you'd put your life on the line and say... Kurt would. Kurt found him guilty before you even watched the I would. I've got no doubt. No doubt. No doubt in my mind he's guilty. Well, that's fair play then. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I agree with what you're saying, that, that the, the whole programme, like the Netflix programme, is, is biased coming from a certain age. It's made to make you quick question this judgement. Like and and it's not anything you could you if per, someone put something out there <coughs> and they've got an agenda you can push people into you can make it seem like someone did something or someone didn't do something or you can whatever in this case like make people question whether they did something so that was the aim of the program and that's what we're all talking about. Do you know what I mean? So <coughs> I don't know all the other evidence that was missed out. There might be stuff that, that blatantly says, you know, that he done it. You know, I haven't, I've only watched the programme. I haven't looked into, like, Lee has any other stuff. From the programme, the programme's done what he said, set out to do, is make you think that, like, 
the, is he an innocent man? Is there reasonable doubt? Yeah, that's but, the only thing I'm coming from. I don't, I've done, I don't know, he, he could have well done it, but I'm just coming from the beyond reasonable doubt angle. And I just don't think you can send a man down for life if you've got I, I, shredded I, I, out. I think the unanimous judgment that was given, I'm so, I, I'm very sceptical of. If he was, if he was put away on a, you know, a, a, a 7 5 or a, or a 8 4, then yeah, I can understand it, but not 12 0, which, you know, I just, I just can't see it. I, I can't, you know, we can't, you know, we can't do it. So what the hell have, you know, six other, you know, seven more people got? What chance have they got? I think it's important in cases, it's very rare that they're allowed to have, like, an uh, inconclusive verdict. It's got to be 12 nil. There's sometimes you hear them say it's 11 1, and they'll say, why could you not all reach an agreement? And they say one sold out. And the, sometimes the judge accepts it, but in the majority of cases, it's got to be unanimous. I want to put a, a question out there to, for everyone. You know the video that they showed of her uh, to, at the end, Teresa? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she was saying, I love you guys, and all this stuff that she was saying in the video. Don't you, th- don't you find that was a bit dodgy? Like, I, thought, she, I, find it yeah. really, I find it quite haunting in terms of the, the, like the she emphasis knew something was that she placed to on it. Like she was like, I love my family. I was like, well, well of course you love your family. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I found it really, really bizarre, bizarre. and, and I, maybe yeah. maybe it's that whole beyond the grave sort of scenario, and and in the context of the documentary. But I thought it was a sort of, I, I found it really weird. Perhaps perhaps it was a, like like I think it was you uh, matched to it. Said perhaps it was a a goodbye sort of thing. Maybe she uh, maybe she had an an accident or 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 or, or whatever. Hmm. Well, she knew something was up. Maybe. Hmm. Cause... That's starting to really stretch it, though, isn't it? No, I'm just saying. I'm beyond just saying, the grave, a bit of jazz of proclaiming her death before it happened. Christ, that video could have been taken three, four years prior, before Stephen even got out the first time. Yeah, but yeah, no, but it was what weird. Fact, what was that? I missed that bit. Sorry, what did she? What there was she... a video in the documentary the way she was like, basically, she was. It was her saying to her family she loves them and all this, like. Very emotional sort of stuff, which I could never find myself recording a video like that. I'm more yeah, exactly, but, but people do. Come on, there's people who do all kinds of mad things. That's so cheesy, but it, it is cheesy. But let's be a bit respectful of the dead. Eh? Yeah, sorry. Should like just yeah, that no, she pre-recorded it... that because she knew it was coming. Really, like tinfoil hat for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, just well, I don't want to keep going on, but one thing that really I just can't get my head around is if this guy is so calculating, you know, to, to clear up a to clear up a murder scene, and, and he's this much of a cold blooded killer, is he not? Is he not thought at one point, well, I'm winging this bird up, and she's going to come to my salvage yard, and I'm just going to kill her, and I've got no alibi, uh, and this is the last place that she's going to be seen alive. I'm going to get caught. I don't get as at one breath, he can be the most calculated, ruthless, shrewdest, Dexter-type killer. And then, on the other hand, a complete fucking retard. I, they, those two worlds just don't come together for me. For me I've never said that he was cool, calculated, and like a criminal well, mastermind. Well, 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 you have, well, you have to be. He cleaned the... the, the uh, he had to be... The train the, line, the, um, the garage. He didn't clean the, the property. Line, line. No, 
no, none of her DNA was in the crime scene, all that, all that good stuff. But we don't know, realistically, even the prosecution, they don't know really where the crime is, unless the murderer, and obviously you aren't going to accept that it's Stephen, unless the murderer confesses. No, I'm happy to this accept is, it, Stephen, if they prove it. Yeah, well, right, if the murderer confesses where the crime got took, and then they could find the Stephen, and then they could find what thing, they don't know where she was murdered, she could have been murdered anyway. But she, uh, she was murdered by Stephen for me. So you're happy to subscribe to the he might have murdered her off the premises? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. There and is, then drove her and burned her 10 yards outside his trailer. For me, I don't know exactly where she was murdered. Could she yeah, be murdered in his... yet retarded sort of criminal. <laughs> <laughs> to kill her off-site and then bring her on-site. Yeah. Just... Stupid, well, it's stupid, it's stupid, but that also fit in there. He's not very bright. That... No one knows what they would do in that situation, how they would react. Like, obviously, all of us, we were caught in the with murdered someone. You'd think, right, I'm going to have to try and hide the evidence. And there is signs that the evidence was hiding because they couldn't find certain things. But not everything was hidden. There was still blood found in her car. Yes, there's suspicion around that blood. There was the DNA on the bullet that they found in the garage. Yes, there's suspicion around that bullet. There was her bones found the on... Car key. The, the car, car key. key. There was, None of her DNA on it. Yeah, this is, but everything's, you're questioning everything. You have no, to no, question everything. Of course you've got to question everything, but you've also got to, you've got to accept some things. You've got oh, to accept I, that. Can I just ask a quick question? It just, 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 just humour me. How does a speck of blood get on inside of a car and there be no scratch marks, no scuff marks, no fingerprints, no fibres, no hairs, no DNA, no nothing? How does, how does just a speck of blood get into a car? Well, he had a cut on his finger, didn't he? But so why is there no fingerprints anywhere? Well, because he could have wiped the car down. He just didn't do a very good job of it. Quite so he wiped the car down for fingerprints that you can't see, but leaves blood that you can see. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He's wiped the car down, but hasn't done a very good job of it because he isn't a criminal mastermind, because he isn't the most cleverest person in the world. With I can see what you're saying, Macho. I can, I, I can see exactly what you're saying. And I, I, well... You know, that's where the you know it puts doubt in your mind when you when you know why is there no no why is there no fingerprints but yet there's blood do you know what I mean? For me, one of the most damning things is why did he call her and withhold his number twice earlier in the day? Why did he lie to the auto trader receptionist to lure her there in the first place? He used his sister's name to get her there to come. Why did he withhold his number and why did he not withhold his number when he called at four thirty-five? No one knows that. <laughs> because he was set an alibi. He knew once he killed her, he's got He's thinking, right, I've got to try and come up with some sort of, like, I'll try and see that she never turned up. Well, that fell apart straight away because people seeing that. So, but is what the time did he ring her? He rang at 2.36, 2.35. What time did turn up there? It was after, um, I'm not precisely sure, but it was after, it was between two and eight, no, between three and four, I think. So she was coming to see a car, wasn't she? He could have been ringing her about anything. You've forgotten your key. Uh, but he, he claimed that she never turned up. Yeah, but he could have been ringing her about anything. But why did he claim that she never turned up? And why did he withhold his number the first two times? Because he it, rang his missus after me as well. Uh, he had to withhold his number because she had already said she wasn't going back there because she was fearful of him, because he had apparently answered the door to her in just a towel. Player. 
see we see look we do know that she was she was at ease place and we do know that was the last place she was seen alive so i think someone said earlier that's a natural place to start do you know what i mean and then you know obviously but what is there any evidence we could say that she drove off to go see her ex or something like that? And then, no, no one, there's no actual, we, 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 they, they never interrogated, the, they never, inter- they never interviewed the, the, the boyfriend pre-trial. They never interviewed the, exactly. the brother pre-trial. You know, How there do you are know so that, many that was, unanswered was, questions. Yeah, there's no 100% that we could say that that was the last place she was. She went there, obviously, but she should have drove off. For me, I keep forgetting. Why did he withhold his number when he was calling Lily? Why did he lure her there under false pretenses? Why did he. Is that in the documentary? That was about the phone. No, it's not. That's the thing you put offline, online. I'd have to to do a bit of reading about that because that. But that. She'd already called to make the appointment, didn't she? Because it was the uh, brother in law's. It was the woman's car that was selling. Yeah. Uh, He lured. He. From what I've read. He didn't lure her there because. She she had she, was, she had an appointment. Want to be there. Had, she, had but an she appointment. didn't realize it was with him. She thought it was with the um, sister-in-law. He rang up under his sister, very sister or his sister-in-law's name. He lured her there under the sister or sister-in-law's name. He withhold his number when he was contacting her. Why would he do that? Why did he? Phone Where's the evidence that that happened? Though? That was in the trial. That was in. That was in the trial. That's what the documentary cut out. Yeah, but I know. But where do you get this from? The internet. But anyone could have like. Yeah, but it's in the it's in the public domain. That it's, it's in the public, public domain. It's trial. come from one of the prosecutors. Okay. I don't know. Did you read that on Reddit? Because there's a wicked Reddit with about thirty-five thousand posts on there, and I've been doing a bit of research, but I haven't come across that yet. Well, no. It, the reason I. You can go and find out for yourself, because as soon as I see who it was, it was Ken Kratz, obviously, who emailed out why the family are guilty, and he gave nine points of what the documentary left mm. out. Oh, I'm not listening to Ken Kratz. <laughs> but that's it. Everyone's going to say, oh, well, I'm not believing him, but these are the for things... For a case that... of this nature, his, for a case of this nature being sexually uh, motivated and, and involving a young girl, yeah, uh, sorry, a young woman, you have to take what he says with a pinch of salt, given his uh, his uh, rather colourful history. But you yeah, can also exactly. see it, right? When we talked about Stephen, what had to discredit all the things that he previously done. That sexual, uh, he was sex texting some um, victim, wasn't he? That didn't happen until about five years after this case. Why did that need to be? It didn't. The only reason that's included in the documentary is to cast him into a bad light. It wasn't like that was going on during the trial. Uh, it I could tell. I, I could tell as soon as I laid eyes on him. <laughs> Dodgy little pervert. <laughs> well, he might. He might be all these things, right? But what he said was fact. Is what the jury heard. Whether you don't believe it, they heard these things, you can't explain him phoning her, withholding his number, then forgetting to withhold his number the third time. But then that's one of the most. There's no murder scene, you know. Because they don't know where the murder took place. The prosecution's job is to come up with the best story, basically. They can, which I, I find really hard to come up with. They should be able to tell you exactly what happened. But I'm just trying, are... actually, in, in, in fairness, the prosecution, I oh, sorry, the defence, at first they started to, they went down and we're going to discredit the evidence angle. And then they kind of, well, the documentary, then they moved away from that. 
and just went onto the, it's been planted, it's been fitted up and the police did it. I think they went a bit wrong going down that route. Mm. They kind of moved away from this evidence is tainted to, this is, they, they fitted him up. Because there's only, help. there's only so much of the evidence that they could argue, like there is the key, you can argue that it was planted, you can argue about the car, but the thing with phone records, you can't argue, you can't argue that her body's on his property, you can't argue, like, for me, he called his boy, girlfriend deleted uh, voicemails either. Exactly. And the other thing is he called his girlfriend straight after as well. Like She called him, didn't she? Or did oh, he call her? She called him. That doesn't... Okay, you go in the she's, If you've um, on top of her win, she's going to give like a really damning portrayal of Stephen in the um, some sort of video coming up. Records. It, mm. There's phone records where he called... Well, she, yeah, he called her. Well, she called him or something like that. She called him, I think, twice. For me, the prosecution's timeline is possible. More than likely, it's wrong, but that doesn't mean that he didn't commit the crime. They had to but come then up with doubt, the... then, isn't there? That, that puts doubt, yeah, and you can't convict him. The thing is, if we have a judicial system that does that, or it's, can it be hundred percent certain here? How many criminals would walk out? How many murderers would walk free? Well, that's the that's the rules, though. <laughs> But if they if we were going to go by them rules, how many people would would you be, feel safe living in a country like yeah, that? That's, that's the law of the land, isn't it? It's beyond. It's guilty beyond reasonable doubt. That's not. It's not just for you to decide. Do you think he's guilty or not? You can look at the evidence that's been presented. The thing and say, is, yes, beyond a reasonable doubt. But the, the world just doesn't work like that unless they catch them red-handed or the the. Gives a full yeah, but then you can get loads of miscarriages of justice in that you're, you're well, yeah, there is. guilty until you until you show us that they're innocent. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying guilty until proven innocent. What I'm saying is, you, sometimes you just can't be certain. You've got to go with what you think. In the jury heard. That's dangerous that, territory, though. If you, if you was if you were Stephen Avery though, and you and and you knew how damning it looked, right, and you sitting in that court. Court, would you not have like stood up and screamed like you know I didn't do this I didn't do this do you know what I mean please don't like yeah but everyone's different like why didn't he I take you stand emotionally sort of he didn't do it the first time round though when he was when he was innocent he didn't oh we don't know actually <laughs> right Robert do you want to um, wrap this up and Given yes, they never done it at the beginning because this has gone on for kind of well now. How long has it been recording? Both three hours. So before wow. before Rocco does that, I just want to say, that, like, not many people I know. I've been asking people at work who's who's uh, watched this, and not many people I know have actually sat down and watched it all. Some people have watched half of it and gone, oh, what? I didn't really fancy that. So this is like the first time I've probably managed to like just vent everything about the <laughs> thing. So I've, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It is good to like discuss these things, and obviously we're just discussing the thing. Even me, who's done a little bit more research than some of the others, I still don't know everything. There is still loads of things out there that we don't know, but we can only give our opinion on what we've heard and seen. Yeah, he's got new. Um, he's got new lawyer now. Yes. Yeah. Did that hacker group say that they're anonymous? Say that they're gonna. Yeah. I wouldn't like I wouldn't like for him to be I wouldn't like for him to get off by by you know by by anonymous blackmailing the government the government or the or the courts or whatever. That's not 
that wouldn't be justice. Mm, exactly. yeah, I don't know. Didn't they say they had emails between? I don't know who it was. It might have yeah. been Link and and the other guys. Yeah, Corbin and Link. Um, that they're going to release and stuff. They have like proper evidence or something like that. But they never but, released anything. There's petitions in America to just get them pardoned. It doesn't work like that, so you can't just get. Them, but could you, like none of us can agree on what happened. And I think I would see. 50 to 60 percent will probably think he maybe did did it but the evidence is not conclusive enough for it to reach yeah. the verdict but would any of were realistically to see here yeah, get out you can go yeah but you know the petition I'd want a retrial i think yeah i yeah. want a retrial but none of you would none of you would just let him go oh, no no no, 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 no no definitely that, that, that wouldn't go. be a... That's good, because yeah, I was starting to lose faith in humanity. The thing is, one thing I find interesting as well is that the people that think he'd done it are just, they're just unequivocal, he'd done it, he'd done it, he'd done it. Everyone who's like, saying uh, reason is saying, like, well, actually, we, we believe he could have done it, but we're just going by the evidence that we've seen, and we yeah. want a retrial. We would, I would no chance I'd let him out. Not in a million years, no, but retrial. I still don't know how yeah. anyone could say that he's no, definitely, no. definitely guilty. I'd, I'd want I don't want to have a on jury anyway. The petition that they signed is for um, Obama to pardon him but that, it doesn't work like that in America because it's a federal case or something like that yeah, they so, could... a... yeah it's not yeah. state uh, yeah it's federal yeah it's not um... so it's the mentality of the no, signing the petition doesn't it oh sorry it's oh. the other way around isn't yeah it's state and federal isn't it or something state case in a... yeah so then um, Obama can't it's pardon got, it it's got to do with Supreme Court whatever it is isn't it yeah yeah but the only person that can pardon it is the actual the 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 that um the what's the state's name of that of the Wisconsin. place? Wisconsin. Yeah, the guy that the, I think the the mayor or the head. Of he's the already state said no, though, hasn't he? Yeah, that's it. He said no, and he's on Twitter. <laughs> I think loads of people have been abusing him. Yeah, because he, he he's got, he's got all and he hasn't watched the documentary. He doesn't want nothing to do with it. He just says no. Let him go through this the system, the court system. It's good that he said that because there's no way he should just be let out. But can you no. imagine if Wisconsin had the death? I, I assume that Wisconsin doesn't have the death penalty. Oh, yeah, can I you, don't think. Yeah, so. no, 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 must be because he's, he's life, isn't he? I mean, yeah. Can, can you imagine if we were in that sort of scenario? You know, oh. I, I, I think that changes the whole perception of the case as well. If this was in, you know, I know I'm pretty sure Texas does because they're mental. Um, that if this was in a different if this was in a different state and if you're a juror and you know that much pressure on your head the death penalty is a possible outcome and sentence i think that would completely change the whole beyond reasonable doubt scenario and you know well i'm 80 percent sure so yeah i'll make him guilty basically we've 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 all argued a case we've got some (laughs) for some against some indecisive but whatever you think you know the, the the documentary's done exactly what it set out to do, <clears throat> which was bring the case to the public eye and make people believe that there is a possible miscarriage of justice. 